You are tuned in to Awaken Radio with Connie Chapman. To listen to more episodes, go to ConnieChapman.com or subscribe on iTunes. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of Awaken Radio and welcome to my first episode of 2021. I'd wanted to wait to record this episode for you until we had officially clicked over into 2021 and until I was in the energy of this year. I had thought about recording it at the end of 2020 so that it was all ready for you when the new year began, but I'm so glad that I waited. These first few weeks of 2021 have already been really powerful. They've brought a lot of insights and realizations, a lot of clarity and downloads about the year ahead that I'm going to share with you in today's episode. And one of the things that I've already noticed coming into this year is that it's really taken me until about mid-January to really land into the year and to feel grounded and ready to move forward. I jumped on an Instagram live the other day and I actually spoke about this in more depth about the power of entering a new year slowly and allowing yourself just to calibrate into the energy and the frequency of the year before you step into action. When we do this, we allow ourselves time to create inner clarity, align our energy, feel through our desires for the year and allow the path forward to appear rather than rushing to create it ourselves. I did at times find in these first few weeks of the year, I felt a little frustrated as part of me really wanted to get right into action, but it just felt like life and my body were sending me so many messages to move slowly. It has taken me several weeks to be ready to bring this first episode of the year to you. I tried several times to record it, but things just kept getting in the way. I ended up being stuck in a little country town for the first seven days of the new year. And I'm going to share more about that story with you in this episode today. And then when I got back, I had a bit of a cold and I lost my voice, which meant I couldn't record the episode. Then I got over the cold and my period arrived and I always like to step away for a few days to honor that cycle. And then I sat down to record the episode and my neighbor turned on an electric saw and decided to do some construction work. So it was just one thing after another. And I really had to trust the timing to not push and force forward, but to wait uh, to record this episode until it felt like it was really flowing. But here I am ready to bring this episode to you now. So let's dive in. Today, I want to talk with you about my personal themes for 2021, my core guiding feelings and my intentions for the year ahead. But I also want to talk with you about how to navigate the energy of 2021 because none of us truly know what this year will bring. I want to offer you guidance about how to experience flow and ease this year, regardless of whether challenges present or whether we find ourselves once again in a lot of uncertainty and unknown. Because while we know 2020 is complete, and thank goodness for that, because it was a challenging year, It doesn't necessarily mean that our challenges are over. 
in 2021, we may still be presented with uncertainty, with opportunities to practice surrender and trust, or with difficult and new situations to navigate. But let's keep in mind what we've already worked through in 2020. We have been through a lot and we've been through a lot of this already. And we've built the inner resources, the inner strength and the inner qualities that we need to not only make it through challenges once again, but to thrive in them. And so the most important thing for us this year is going to be how do we respond internally to what comes our way? How do we react and navigate what life brings? Do we stay in our power or do we let these things overtake us? How can we still rise and thrive and create all that we desire regardless of the circumstances that present and the terrain that we have to navigate? So it will be important that in 2021 we stay connected to ourselves, tuned into our intuition and embodied in our power that we continue to do our inner work to show up for what is presenting internally within us in response to what's coming externally around us. So I want to open up this episode by sharing my 2021 themes with you because I pick themes every year. And this first theme that came through for me dropped in in a meditation. And it was a theme that I don't think I would have picked myself but it dropped in really clearly. And that theme is reveal. And this word reveal just lands so deeply with me because I get this sense that something deep within me is wanting to be revealed. It feels like more of my true essence, more of my light and more of my potential wants to be revealed, more of my authentic self more of the aspects of me that perhaps have been hidden away or are hiding behind masks or roles that I play or identities. It feels like what wants to be revealed is dreams within me that have been laying dormant or desires that are yet to blossom. Like there is something deep within me, a core part of me that has yet to be fully revealed and expressed and embodied. And it's a, this is a deep and mysterious kind of theme because my sense is that what this word reveal means is going to be revealed to me through the year. I'm going to have to surrender into the mystery of this word and of this process. The image that I get is like light breaking through the cracks and it feels like the light of my truest, most real, deep, authentic self is wanting to break through the cracks of who I'm not, of who I've learned to be so that more of my true essence can be revealed. So I can't tell you what this is going to look like. At the moment, it's just a feeling and it's a feeling that I'm going to continue to follow as the year unfolds. And my second theme for the year, and this is one that I'm also landed on within myself, is dance. And this comes from the gene keys. I started going down the path of human design and that led me onto the gene keys. And in the gene keys, there's a lot that you can see about yourself, but there are the six lines of life work. And I am a line two, which is the dancer. And the motto of the dancer 
is do what you love. If it feels easy and natural, it is right for you. And as I sit with that motto and as I really feel into it, it lands so deeply for me to stay in my dance when it comes to my life's work, to continue to follow what feels most easy and most natural and know that if it feels that way, it's right for me. And I think I'm going to have to look at being more discerning around how I'm using my time and energy, what I'm giving my time and energy to, and no longer justifying to myself that it's okay to give my energy to things that are not part of my dance. And so I want to stay in my dance as much as I can this year because I know there's so many places in my work that feel so natural. It just feels like the most effortless and natural way to be. And that's what I want to do more of. And my senses around how these two themes are going to tie together is that the more that I stay in my joy, stay in my dance, follow my alignment, follow what feels easy and natural and right for me, the more I will reveal my essence, the more of my natural essence will be revealed. So I can see how they tie together And I'm just going to have to follow. I'm going to follow the dance. I'm going to follow the mystery. And I'm going to see what wants to be revealed as the year unfolds. Beyond these overarching key themes, I always work with sub-themes that tie more into how I want to feel and how I want to experience life as I move through the year. So my sub-themes are all around flow, ease, receiving, embodiment, investing in myself and deepening the harmony and the relationship between the masculine and feminine, both within my own inner energies and also in my relationship. I'm going to be talking about each of these sub themes in this episode for you today and offering you some guidance around how you can work with these principles this year too, if they resonate with you. But before I dive into that, I want to let you know what you can expect from me in my work this year. So for the first few months of this year, I'm going to be focusing on my one-on-one coaching. My intake for January is now full, but I will still be onboarding clients through February and March. Now, I have not had uh, much availability in my coaching over the past couple of years, and I'm not sure when I will have this much availability again. As some programs begin to commence in my work later in the year, I'll be putting my focus there and less on my one-on-one coaching. So if you have ever felt drawn to work with me one-on-one, now would be the time between January to March is when I'll have the best availability. So if you would like to know more about my coaching program, you can go to ConnieChapman.com slash private coaching, send through an application, and then I'll be in touch with you. Beyond my one-on-one work, what I'm really focusing on this year is building out my signature program for women. I've been working as a coach now for over eight years, and I've worked with hundreds of women around the world. And I really feel to bring all of my wisdom and experience and expertise together into a signature program. So I am working on that at the moment. It is my hope to launch that around March. We'll see how we go with timing. 
but that really is my first project that I'm going to be focusing on birthing. Beyond that this year, I really want to teach more about my personal rituals and practices that you would so often see me working with if you follow me on Instagram, such as my morning ritual, feminine embodiment practices, meditation, journaling, how I connect with my intuition and my spirit guides. I feel to go deeper into teaching you more about those practices this year. And I also feel to dive deeper into a conversation I started last year around magnetic manifestation when I launched She is Magnetic. So I do feel later in the year, there'll be a much more in-depth program about that as well. All right, so to dive in now to some of these sub themes, I want to open up with a little story, and this will give you a lot of context around why I've landed on these themes that I have. If you follow me on Instagram, you may already know this story because I shared about it in the real time when it was happening. But this is about an unexpected turn of events that unfolded for me over the new year period, over the period when we shifted from 2020 to 2021. And when these unexpected events initially presented, it really felt like a challenge. It felt like a problem and a huge roadblock. And what unfolded was very different to what uh, my partner and I had planned or expected for this trip, but it actually turned out to be the most beautiful blessing and the most beautiful experience that brought me exactly what my soul was craving without me even realizing it. And this experience taught me a lot about surrender and acceptance, flow, non-resistance, non-attachment, and how to truly live with ease and live in our power. So I want to share this with you because a lot of these themes that I just mentioned will be important for us to continue to work with in 2021. So over the New Year holiday period, my boyfriend and I decided to set off on a bit of a road trip. And Jason had always wanted to go to Mongo National Park, which is about 11 hours out of Sydney. It has beautiful Aboriginal history and uh, these beautiful sites to photograph and get tours of. So we had booked in a tour and we were also going to have a really nice dinner. And we were just going to go on this few day adventure uh, over the New Year period. So we had a big drive ahead of us and it was all going well. We were on the road. But about nine hours into the trip, we started having car troubles. And by this stage, we were driving down long stretches of highway with no one around. Our phones were dropping in and out of reception. It was a really hot day. And we were about an hour and a half between towns at this point. So we were about an hour out of one town. And the next town we were heading towards was about half an hour away. And at this point, the car started to overheat. And when we pulled over, there was this terrible burning smell. The coolant was bubbling and overflowing. And when Jason opened up the car to have a look, we saw that the fan belt had snapped. So this meant if we continued to drive the car, it would overheat and cause a lot of damage to the engine. So here we were, stuck on the side of the road with... Luckily, we had phone reception, no one around, hot day, half an hour out of the next town, unable to drive the car. We were on the phone to roadside assistance, trying to figure out if we needed to get towed, where we would get towed to. 
and I was trying to call mechanics to get someone to look at the car, but everyone was on holidays. We had no idea when we'd be able to see a mechanic and we also didn't know how long it would take to get the car repaired or really what the true problem was and when we could get home. So we decided we just had to make it to the next town. So we drove the car really slowly, uh, ensuring it didn't overheat, to the next town, a little town called Balranald that had 1,100 people in it. And we pulled up to this caravan park to get ourselves a little cabin and, you know, realized we were going to have to be there for at least four days. That was when we knew the mechanic was going to open up. And at this point, we realized that obviously all of our New Year's plans were going to be scrapped and we were going to find ourselves stranded in this little small town, not knowing when we'd next be able to leave and head home. And so here we were on the second last day of 2020 and these lessons on surrender and acceptance and navigating the unknown were still presenting. And when all of this initially unfolded, I'll be honest, I had a real emotional meltdown. I felt frustrated and disappointed and sad and angry. And I was upset that I felt that my transition into 2021 would not unfold how or where I wanted. And I was also concerned that as I didn't have my computer on me, a lot of my plans for January would be set back. And so this is what normally happens, right? When our plans change uh, unexpectedly, when things don't unfold the way that we want, we have some type of emotional reaction. We go into judgment and we label what has happened as wrong. We make it a problem. We resist it and we close off to it and want it to go away. But I had experienced enough through 2020 to know that this was not the way to handle this situation. And I knew that if I could just open up to what life was giving me, the hidden blessing in this experience would become available. We ended up being stuck in this little town for seven days. And I have to be honest, it ended up being the most beautiful experience. Once I really dropped into it and I stopped complaining about it, I saw the incredible gift that was available. I was able to reframe this challenge as an opportunity to rest, to drop into ease, to enter the year slowly, to retreat in nature, to connect with myself, to experience simplicity and flow and feel a sense of happiness even when I wasn't where I wanted to be. And so this one week that we had at the start of the year actually really completely shifted how I feel about 2021, what my themes are and how I'm feeling now as I come back into work. It was almost exactly what I needed without me even knowing I needed it as a way to prepare for this year. So this experience taught me a lot about flow and ease and how to experience those qualities regardless of what life brings us. And that's what I want to unpack for you now in this episode. I want to share these lessons and learnings because I feel they'll be really supportive in navigating 2021. I want to start by talking about flow. I feel such a desire to live in the flow this year and I want to explore with you what that actually means. So let's go back to this story of what I encountered at the start of the year. When this challenge first presented, I was not in the flow of the experience. I was not in a state of acceptance, ease or allowing. I went into complete resistance. I made the experience wrong and I closed off to it. 
And this is one of the many realizations and things that I witnessed about myself through this experience. I really began to see how much time and energy I often expend fighting against life. And fighting against life means resisting what is, resisting what life is bringing, making it wrong, feeling like it shouldn't be happening, labeling it as a problem, resisting it, closing off to it, and pushing against it. And how often do you make things wrong, things that unfold in your reality? You know, if you meet a great guy who you really like, but he doesn't feel the same way you feel. Or there's a client that you really want to work with and they choose to not sign on with you. Or you happen to get sick during one of your busiest periods of work. Or money falls through. Or COVID happens. Or an unexpected change happens in your work. Or your partner or your child acts in that way that frustrates you. Or you receive a notice that you have to move out of your home. Whatever it is. We so often make these experiences wrong when they unfold in a way that is different to what we want or expect. We so often have these expectations around how we want life to unfold and when it doesn't, we label it as a problem. I mean, just the other day for me, for example, when I was all ready to record this podcast and my neighbor turns on his electric saw and I had to stop recording. And my initial reaction is to always make these things wrong and to move into an emotional reaction of frustration. And this inner dialogue starts of this shouldn't be happening. But that consumes so much energy and it takes us into a huge space of resistance and it creates so much struggle in our life. And so the big realization I had around this experience is the importance of dropping into flow. And flow means allowing what life is presenting, not judging it, not closing off to it, not making it wrong, just allowing it, accepting it, letting it be and flowing with it. It's a practice of letting go of whatever is creating struggle within you in that moment, which most often than not is not the event itself. It's the story that you've created around it the meaning that you've assigned to it, and the inner reaction that you're having. Now, before I go any further, let me just talk about how to work through the emotions that arise in these types of situations. Because when I talk about things like flow and acceptance and allowing and ease, that all seems really peaceful and emotionally neutral. But we all know when something happens that creates frustration or anger or disappointment or sadness or resistance, you can't just immediately drop those emotions and step into flow. And I am in no way encouraging you to avoid your feelings, judge them, label them as unspiritual, bypass them or pretend that you're not feeling them. And as I said, when I first had this experience at the start of the year of our plans being completely changed, I had a big emotional reaction And you know what? I just, I let myself feel that. I let myself have my reaction. I let myself cry. I let myself blame Jason for a little while and be angry at him. I let myself feel that this experience was wrong. I let myself be disappointed and frustrated and feel angry at life. 
that was my very real human experience in that moment that needed to be honored. But once I had worked through those layers of emotion, felt them, journaled about them and talked them out, then it was time to create a shift. If I had sat and wallowed in those emotions for the whole time, it would not have served me at all. So once you work through your emotion, once you allow yourself to fully honor it and feel it, because there's nothing wrong with it, then you will notice a clearing happens. It clears in a space within you and you begin to drop into more of a place of calmness. You naturally begin to drop into acceptance you naturally begin to feel more open and more relaxed. And from this space, you're ready to create a shift. You're more in your power. You've reclaimed your power from the situation and from your emotions, and you now have access to more empowered thinking. So at this point for me, I made a decision. I made a decision to accept the experience I was having and choose to make the best of it. I looked for the positives and the benefits. I chose to reframe the experience I was having as an opportunity to have a break from Sydney, to soak up nature, to have a getaway with Jason, to rest, to recharge, to tune into myself and prepare energetically for the new year. And this is how we start to come into flow. We say, okay, this is happening. So what's next? This is happening. So, all right, we have to create a new plan. This is happening, so okay, I'll do something else right now. This is happening, so I trust this was meant to happen. This is happening, okay, so we're detouring. We are going on a different path. Whatever it is, it doesn't have to be a huge emotional process. And so this was a big realization I had from this experience, that I consume a lot of my precious time and energy resisting. And what I really want to start to practice is flow. And flow for me is like moving like water. Now, flow is a really feminine quality. And I want you to imagine being like water, being like a river. And when this water is flowing, it's just effortlessly flowing down the river. Maybe it hits a rock or gets a little bit stuck behind a buildup of leaves or branches. And there's not a huge drama to it. There's not any drama that the river creates. It just continues to flow. It flows over it. It flows under it. It flows around it. Or sometimes it just overflows. But it still flows. And if we can bring this approach of flow to our lives when challenges present, when we can drop into a space of acceptance and allowing and wait for the next step to present, life becomes so much easier. So this has been one of my really key learnings from this experience, that flow is going to really serve us in 2021. So the next thing that this challenge taught me, and this is going to be another theme for this year, is ease. And I feel like I very often enter a new year craving more ease. It's often something I'm yearning for. But I've really been thinking about what actually creates ease. And on one level, ease can come from us manifesting all of the circumstances that we want that feel easy. Or perhaps instead, ease is actually an internal state. 
Perhaps ease comes from how we internally relate and respond to our external world. And, you know, this was another one of my realizations, and this might sound so obvious, but I realized I've always had this idea that ease will come when life looks a certain way. Ease will come when I have that certain amount of money in the bank. Ease will come when my body looks this way. Ease will come when my business arrives at a certain place. Ease will come when my partner stops doing those annoying things. But know that if you do get those circumstances to change, if you do manage to eliminate all of those things creating difficulty, a new set of circumstances will present. Ease is an internal experience that we create based on how we respond to the world around us. Ease comes from non-attachment and non-resistance. And I really began to witness that, that there's so much attachment I often have to my way, my plan, the way I want things to unfold, what I expect, and then how much I resist life when it doesn't go according to my plan. But what would it be like to let go of that and to not be attached to whether or not a certain thing happens and to not resist what life brings you, especially if it brings you something different to what you asked for? And this doesn't in any way mean that we become passive in our lives or we have no desire or direction. We still have our vision clearly set on what we want, but we let go of the how. And we choose to drop the fight when the how is not unfolding within the time or the way that we want it to. So if you are someone that is craving ease in 2021 or any other feeling for that matter, Do you currently have a mindset that will allow you to feel that feeling? Are you waiting to get external circumstances looking a certain way for you to finally feel what you want to feel? Or are you going to choose to step into that feeling now by being mindful of what is unfolding within your inner world, by being mindful of your responses to your inner world, your inner dialogue, and what you're giving your energy to? Whatever it is that you're wanting to feel, How can you cultivate that and experience that within yourself by changing who you're being, by changing what you're focusing on, by changing what you're telling yourself, how you're spending your time, the thoughts that you're thinking, and the feelings that you're giving your energy to? And ultimately, my loves, this is about coming into our power. 2020 was a year that called us more deeply into our power, and I feel 2021 will do the same. With this situation that I experienced at the start of the year, that example of me going into resistance and struggle, that was not a sign of me living in my power. That was a sign of me being a victim to circumstances, feeling like circumstances happened to me. They were the enemy. They were bad. And now I was in some type of suffering or struggle as a result. When we drop into a victim space of being at effect to life, We feel like life is happening to us. But 2021 will give us opportunities to come more deeply into our power. And the minute that you choose to see that life is on your side, that there's something to gain from every experience, you're no longer a victim. So when you reframe an experience, when you change your inner story around it, when you change how you're experiencing it from a place of this happened to me, 
to now a place of I'm co-creating with life and I trust that life is just simply redirecting me, that there is a divine plan and being guided along, that life is bringing me what is for my highest good. I trust that I'm co-creating my life experiences so that I can learn and grow and have the lessons that I need to have as part of my evolution. One of the inner decisions I made at the start of 2021 is that no matter what this year brings, I'm still going to achieve my vision and create what I desire. And yes, this path towards creating what I want may end up looking different to what I expect. There may be roadblocks and dead ends, redirections and delays. Life will probably still bring me curveballs, but this is where flow comes in. When we flow with what's unfolding while staying connected to our vision and what we want to create, we still get to have what we want, but we achieve it in a more flowing energy. So flow doesn't mean not having vision or goals or desires or a direction that you're heading, but it is the how that all happens, which is where you flow. That's where you let go. So my intention is not to drop my vision, give up or become derailed when my plans get messed up, but just to simply process my emotion and reaction and then reset and refocus. All right, the final piece I want to drop in here about 2021 is talking about masculine and feminine energy. And this has been a theme I've been working on for years now, and I continue to bring these principles into my yearly planning to look at how I can go deeper in my embodiment of them and my work with them. So this year for me, and I do get the sense this will be unfolding collectively too, We will be continuing to look at our relationship between the masculine and feminine energies in how they show up both within our own selves, because we have both energies, but how they show up in our relationships and in the dynamics of our society. So for me, I always want to look at how I can go deeper into my feminine every year and working with this quality of flow will be a big one, staying open and receptive to life staying in my body connected to my feminine intuition, staying in my pleasure rather than defaulting to struggle or suffering. I feel to unpack more deeply the shadow and the healthy expressions of both masculine and feminine energy. It's something I'm being guided to look at because we have shadow or unhealthy or more toxic expressions of those energies and healthy divine empowered expressions. So I'm going to be talking about this a lot more this year. So if I don't go into much detail here, you probably will hear more about it later in the year. But for me, some of the places where I can see those shadow expressions of my feminine are the places where I seek for validation, love or approval externally, being hypersensitive and over emotional, my tendency to be needy, the times where I'm too passive and also patterns of people-pleasing and an inability to say no. Where is my divine queen feminine? She is whole, complete, worthy, empowered, self-honoring, magnetic, and deeply self-loving. So the, the work for me this year is looking at, okay, how do I heal and integrate some of those shadow expressions and bring them into the more empowered divine expression of my feminine 
similar with my inner masculine. So some expressions of my shadow masculine would be the places where I struggle to commit and where I struggle to be in integrity. It would be the places where I still have a fear of intimacy. It'd be the places where I'm using force and control and misaligned action to create what I want. And also the energy of being quite rigid, which I've done a lot of work on that, but my rigidness can still play out. Whereas when I feel into my divine masculine, and this is something I really want to cultivate to support me and my feminine in my work this year, my divine masculine or just divine masculine in general to me, it feels clear, calm, solid and grounded. It is committed. There are boundaries. There's integrity. It is this unwavering energy that knows what it wants and takes clear conscious discerning action towards it. So I'm going to be exploring both the shadow and the healthy expressions of the energy, as well as how my inner feminine and masculine work together. And I want to give you one of the ways that I'm doing that. So I've come into 2021 really clear that I'm ready to invest more in myself and my business. And I'm really starting to see the power of investing in mentoring and support and my growth. I think one of the things that has slowed my progress over the past few years is I've not invested enough in the mentors or the courses or the support that will take me to where I want to go. So this year, I've actually invested in two year-long mentoring programs that are actually going to be working both on the feminine and the masculine approach to business. And this was my intention, actually, to find programs that worked on both uh, separately. So... I'm really thrilled I've manifested this. I am going to be working in one program for a year with Stevie Dillon in her Launchpad program. And this is where we're going to be building out my signature online course. And I'm working with her to really come back down to the foundations of building out my programs the right way so that they can be scaled. So I'm working on foundational work in my business, strategies, systems, structures, setting out plans and intentions and proper ways of doing things, building out the containers for my creative work so that my work can be held and can expand. So that's one investment I've made and I'm with her for all of 2021. My second investment is also a year-long program and I'm spending all of 2021 in the Quantum Year program with Ashay Sundara. And she is such a beautiful embodiment of the feminine and pleasure when it comes to running a business. And she's running a very successful and abundant business. And so she's going to be teaching a lot about the energetics, the feminine side, the quantum leaping around business growth, expansion and financial growth. So I feel like I'm being held both on my masculine side and my feminine side this year. And I'm going to be creating ways to get both of these energies working beautifully together in my business. So there are my 2021 themes, my feeling words, what I'm going to be focusing on and working through as the year unfolds and what energies are going to be guiding me. I hope a lot of this resonated with you or that you've been able to take parts of this that you also want to apply to how you're going to approach your 2021. And I hope it is an absolutely beautiful, magical year for you that is filled with everything you desire. 
Thank you for tuning into this episode today and thank you for being here to be a part of my community in 2021. If you want to stay up to date on Awaken Radio and never miss an episode, make sure you are subscribed. You can subscribe on your podcast app, on SoundCloud, on Spotify or wherever it is that you tune in to your podcasts. If you enjoy this show and if you enjoyed this episode, please do go into your app and give the show a five star rating. And even better, leave me a written review as it does really help this show get into the hands of more people. If you love this episode, share it on your stories and tag me at Connie underscore Chapman so I can give you a reshare. Send me a DM. Let me know your favorite part of this episode. And if you have a friend who you know will gain benefit from this conversation, please do send it along to them. Thank you for being tuned in to today's episode of Awaken Radio and thank you for being here for another year with me. I can't wait to see what it has in store for all of us. Sending you a lots of love and I look forward to talking to you again next time.